Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Here we are for another great Wednesday night united. We are uh, going to get into some good things from the Word of God tonight. Good to see everybody. So glad that you came and joined us on this Wednesday night. We've been on this series uh, entitled The Walk of Faith. And uh, that's where we want to begin again tonight in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Uh, you know, faith is one of those um, words uh, in, the, uh, in the church that uh, people use a lot, and uh, it's not that we shouldn't use it, <clears throat> but what happens very often is that faith, and I've said over the years, faith becomes uh, sort of a, uh, a catchphrase, it becomes a catchword. Uh, you know, someone, uh, you'll ask someone, well, you know, do you, uh, uh, how are you? You know, have you, do you, have you received this or, or how's it going? Uh, do you have this or whatever? And they'll say, well, you know, brother, by faith, by faith, I have it. Well, what that means, that's code for no, I don't have it. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on, I'm, I'm waiting. And the issue with that is, is that faith is not something that um, is just waiting. Faith is a taking. Faith is a receiving. All right, things that you take from the word, you take them by faith. Things that you receive from the word, you receive them by faith. There are things we take by faith, and there are things that we receive by faith. All right, so faith is active. Faith is, is a... Uh, um, an active force. We, we'll go over it again tonight, but faith is this conviction. Faith is uh, being convinced of something. Well, that in itself is, is action. I'm convinced of this. And, uh, you know, the uh, denomination that I grew up, the circle that I grew up in, uh, you would hear a lot about faith, but you would hear a lot of uh, faith maybe as a formula. And you heard faith in certain, for certain things, in certain situations. You didn't hear a lot about living by faith or walking by faith. All right, you, you never heard that phrase that we are to conduct our lives by faith or live by faith or walk by faith. It would be, you know, if you need something, if you're desperate, and if you just have enough faith, uh, somehow, you know, God will make it happen. And so, consequently, faith became something like a, uh, a roll of the dice or a spinning of the wheel. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to believe God, but uh, it may or may not happen. Well, so when... Eventually, we moved out of that denomination, but eventually, uh, you know, 
when I became an adult and I began to get into the things of God really for myself, uh, and really after Pastor Michelle and I got married, uh, therefore a couple years before we got married, but uh, really intensely after we got married. And, uh, you know, I got a hold of uh, some teaching by Charles Capps, and I got a hold of a tape series entitled Law of the New Covenant, and I got a hold of uh, a series on words, faith, and things, all right? One of them was a three-tape series, and one of them was a two-tape series. But what impacted, they both impacted my life, but what impacted my life was the series Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. That's when I began to learn and understand and comprehend that faith was a law, all right? And that there are principles that govern laws. And so faith is not just a formula. It's not just something that, uh, you know, if you just do the same thing every time or if you just do what somebody else did, uh, it may work for you. Faith has principles because faith is a law. And one of the, the basic principles of faith is found right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse 7, where he says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. The Amplified Bible, of course, says we regulate our lives by faith. And then it goes on to say we conduct our lives by our conviction, not by something seen. And some of this is recap, but it bears repeating. What a lot of people think is that if I'm just not walking by what is seen, if I'm not paying attention to what is seen, then I'm walking by faith. Not necessarily, because notice it says that faith has to regulate our lives, all right? It's, it's that meaning uh, 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 to regulate the speed of a machine or a process, all right, so that you get the optimum out of it, and that's, that's, that's your life. When you regulate your life by faith, you'll get the optimum benefit out of your life. You'll get the optimum benefit out of serving God because you're, uh, you're regulating and you're conducting your life by faith. Hallelujah. And that's so important because if, if that is the regulative force in my life, faith, all right, then it, it behooves me to walk that way in a consistent fashion. Now, Hebrews 11.1, 1, of course, is a uh, familiar passage of Scripture. And it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we went over this quite a few times, but faith, the word faith, the meaning of the word faith is the conviction of the truth of anything or simply being convinced that something is true. So see, faith is conviction. Faith is being convinced. Faith is certainty. So when someone says, well, I have that by faith, in a Bible definition, they're saying, I'm certain I have that. I'm convinced I have that. All right? 
I absolutely have that. Well, why? Because of what faith is. It's title deed. All right? If I have title deed to something, I'm convinced I have it. I'm convinced that it belongs to me. I'm certain that I have it. All right? You, if, if you take it even, even this far, if you look at something that you're leasing, whether you're leasing a car or you're leasing a home or whatever the case may be, that lease has terms, all right? A one-year term, two-year term, five-year term, 10-year term, whatever it may be. The point is, is that for those five years that you're leasing that property, that, that property is yours. Now, now listen, the, you can do anything on that property that you desire to do because you're the leaseholder, all right? Uh, for instance, even today, uh, farmers that own a lot of land will lease, lease parcels of their land out. They'll lease acreage out to other farmers that may or may not have land, but here's the point, is that they will lease it out to those farmers. And if that farmer that has, that's on that lease, if he wants to sow soybeans, the owner of that property cannot come and say, you're not sowing soybeans, you're sowing cotton. Because he, he leased it to this other man. All right? And so that man that holds the lease is certain, he's convinced, all right? He's absolutely sure that he can sow what he wants to sow on that land because he's the leaseholder. Well, if you can do that through a natural lease, and we know that owning the land, owning the, having the title, owning the thing has even more benefit then we understand that the definition of faith as the title deed and as conviction and as surety and as being convinced and being certain the weight that it carries. So when someone says, yes, sir, I have it by faith, they're saying a number of different things. They're, they're saying, I'm convinced, I'm certain, I'm sure in an absolute sense. But listen, they're also saying, I've built an image, I've received an image I know what is mine, and I'm adding my substance of faith to it. Oh, hallelujah. You, you, cannot, you cannot fail to walk by what is seen without being convinced. Because I have to be convinced. The things of faith are more real than the things that you can put hands on or put physical eyes on. And the thing with that is it doesn't take any time for a person to believe that what they're seeing in the natural is real because they can see it. It takes time to understand and comprehend that the things that I see by faith are more real. Because they have an eternal substance behind them. And so, he said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction, or being convinced, 
And he said it's the substance, which it's a thing placed under, a foundation, a substructure. So faith is the foundation. It's what's placed under me. It's the substructure. It's the foundation. All right? This is so important as to why we're walking by faith. Because it's the foundation. It's what is placed under us. It's, it's what gets us from where we're at from faith. The Bible says, for in the word of God, uh, speaking about righteousness, it says there's a righteousness that is revealed that springs from faith and goes to faith. In other words, it grows as your faith in it increases. Because he was talking about a righteousness that could be seen and a righteousness that cannot be seen. When you were made righteous, you didn't see the righteousness that you were made, but yet you were made it, and it was you were made righteous by faith. All right? It's, it's that substructure. It's that foundation, the bridge that moves us from place to place. And then he said this faith, conviction, being convinced is evidence. So it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence or the proof, all right? That by which a thing is tested or proven. The proof. Faith is proof. When I'm convinced that something is true, faith has come. And notice, once faith has come, I have a foundation. I have something placed under me. And once faith has come, I now have proof. I've taught over the years a, a message called the greatest faith. And I make a statement in that, in that message that, that real Bible faith needs no other evidence than what the Word of God says. And that's true. Well, well why? Because once you're convinced, proof has come. I have proof. That's, that's why I, see, my conviction is proof. My, my, my being convinced, my being certain is proof. When the thing arrives is not proof, my conviction was proof. Hallelujah. When, 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 when you uh, were witness to or, or someone shared the gospel with you, the evidence that you were a sinner was the conviction that you felt. The evidence that you needed a Savior was the conviction that you felt. That was the proof. All right? The proof that you were saved was not that everything around you changed. It was the peace and security you had on the inside. That was the proof. Something nobody could see. Proof does not have to be visible to be proof. It can be proof to me and no one else can see it. Because I'm convinced. And so that's how we're walking by faith. We're not walking by faith in this manner that a lot of believers uh, talk about it. Like it's some spooky, misty thing. I'm walking by faith. 
when, when you are convinced and you're certain and, and you're absolutely uh, 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 certain in the absolute sense, it's, it's not iffy. You're convinced. There's, there's, no, there's no if about it. I'm certain. It, it can be in a, in a, a, a real easy uh, explanation. Uh, illustration. You can, you can have faith that you're healed even though you're dealing with something and somebody will ask you, are you healed? And you with certainty will say that you are healed because you're sure. Well, where's the proof? In your body? No, in your faith. See, the proof is not in my body. The proof is in what I believe. That, that, that's, see, because what you believe will change what's in your body. So many are looking for the proof in the physical manifestation when the proof is in what they believe. It's in what they're convinced of. And, and that's, why, that's why you have to understand, that's why you cannot be uh, remember what James said? He said, uh, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. But then he said, but let him ask in faith, nothing, no thing, wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Right? And then it says this, do not let that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. All right? So he says, if you lack wisdom, ask and ask in faith, and it will be given. Now, think about that. We, we can pull that verse out and say, and, and I've heard preachers say it, and I've said it, and it's not wrong. But they'll say, okay, if you've asked for wisdom, and the word says it was given to you, was it given to you? And, of course, the answer is yes. But here's the thing. If you ask in faith, the asking in faith is the proof that you receive the wisdom, not when the wisdom shows up. I have it. I have that wisdom now. Well, how's it played out? Well, I haven't seen how it's going to play out yet, but I have it. And notice what he said. He brought this in. He said, he said let him ask in faith nothing, no thing wavering the word wavering is the word vacillating all right vacillating between two opinions vacillating between two mindsets all right when when something vacillates it means it can be over here one day and it's over here the other day hallelujah my mama used to see somebody and she said that guy's just shifty he's just shifty right just shifty. Well, that's just a, a country term for vacillating. Double-minded. You don't know what he might do. All right? Well, but once you have asked in faith, your days of being shifty are over. If you've asked in faith. Because the asking in faith is the proof. If I ask in faith, I had to have faith, and I had to be in faith. 
Oh, glory. And so the asking in faith is the proof. That's why, now I'm quoting some of these verses, and you don't need to turn to all of them, but that's why uh, the Bible tells us in the book of Luke, it tells us that they came to Jesus, and they said, uh, Lord, Lazarus is sick. They actually used the phrase, he, he that you love is sick. All right? And uh, Jesus stayed there, and he made the statement. He said, this sickness is not unto death. But basically, he was saying, God will get the glory out of this. Well, when he got to the tomb, we understand why Jesus wasn't in a hurry. All right? Everybody was weeping and wailing, and, and uh, Jesus went to the tomb and said, move the stone, and he prayed, and he said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I thank you that you always hear me. And he said, I'm not praying for my sake. I'm praying for those around. What, what, was, he, what was he doing? I'm praying to you in front of them so you'll get the glory. But notice, it was already settled for him. He had already asked for Lazarus to be well and alive by faith. So watch. So the fact that Lazarus died meant nothing. He was already convinced he would live. That's what he told the disciples. He said, our friend Lazarus sleeps. And he said, we got to go wake him up. Oh, hallelujah. The disciples said, well, Lord, if he's sleeping, he's doing good. And it says, finally, Jesus said plainly, uh, Lazarus died. But it, notice, it didn't change anything. If that would have changed anything, Jesus would have went to Bethany where Lazarus and Mary and Martha lived, and he would have consoled Mary, and he would have consoled Martha, and he would have fell into the same trap that all those other people fell into. But no, he told, he told Martha when he showed up, that didn't I tell you that if you would believe, your brother would live again? Oh, hallelujah. Because he had already received it. He had already received it. How? By faith. So, Jesus knew he was in the grave, but that didn't change what he was convinced of. Mm-hmm. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I think we can move away from that for a moment. But this is so important. I know I'm saying that a lot about these these teachings, but listen, anything that the Bible says we're to walk by and anything the Bible says three times we're to live by, anything that the Bible says it requires to please God, anything that the Bible says somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 times, it gives us somewhere around 30 illustrations of what people did by faith or through faith. Anything that the Bible mentions that often is vital, crucial to our lives. Very important. And he said here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are 
eternal. I like the Weist Bible in this because it says, we are not contemplating the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now notice that. They're eternal. In other words, they have a foundation. What you can see with the natural eye is temporary. I mean, think about that. Faith looks at the physical challenge that you may be facing as temporary. At best. Why? Because if you have believed you received your healing, then the malady is temporary. Because healing is going to supplant it. It's going to, it's going to drive it out. So it's temporary. It's, it's not faith to say, you know, uh, uh, I had prayer for this or I'm believing this and then talk like you might die from it. You understand? Faith believes it received. The evidence, remember the proof, the evidence is found in the faith. Not in the result. The result is evidence you had faith. And the evidence was in the faith. Not in the result. And so someone will come with no symptoms and come with no pain and say, praise the Lord, the Lord healed me. He healed you the moment you believed. The moment you had faith, He, he healed you. You may not have seen it till a week or so later. Or felt it till a week or so later. But it, you received it the moment you believed it. Because the proof is in the faith. Not in the feeling. I'm going to say this so many ways we're going to get it. Because there's a lot of things that have been said about faith. But there's a lot of things that have been unsaid. Hallelujah. Listen, this phrase. Well, I believe I'm going to be by faith. Faith never is believing that you're going to be. Faith is being convinced that you are. Amen. A, a, a more accurate statement would be, I am by faith. By faith, I am. Not by faith, I'm going to be. Yep, we're going to get it done by faith. Faith thinks it's already done. Now I'm on, see, now I'm on the receiving end. I have faith. Now I'm on the receiving end. Now, now I'm building the image. Now, now I'm building something for my faith to give substance to. And so faith recognizes that what I see is temporary, and Scripture says that I have to look at the things that are not seen because they're eternal. So the only way to not look at the things which are seen is to be convinced of the truth of the things that are not seen. I'm convinced that that is truth. What I believe. What I believe is true. What I see is real in the natural, but the truth is I'm this. Hallelujah. 
Because you, you, you are something or you are not something. You're not trying to be something. I'm not trying to be healed. I am or I'm not. See, very black and white. You understand? Hard lines, no gray areas. You're not sort of in faith. You're in or you're not. You're not sort of believing. You are or you're not. Well, I'm, I'm trying to believe. What do you mean by that? Um, you understand? You can be building your faith, but the fact that you're building your faith means you believe something. Hallelujah. If, if you're believing, you're building your faith. Well, I believe I'm healed. Then, then you're going to be building your faith to that end. Hallelujah. That, that, that's, that's what's so important. And you, and. And I realize you can't, you can't teach this way to everybody, but, but to our folks, we can. Because, because you've been learning these things. And, and so it, it's something that you're not trying, well, I'm believing or I'm trying or, you know, I understand what people may mean, but if you, if you have faith, I have proof. Oh, glory. So what is seen is natural sense knowledge evidence that moves the natural man. What is seen is natural sense knowledge evidence that moves the natural man. Natural sense knowledge evidence. All right? It's there, but it's natural sense knowledge evidence. It requires no faith to see or feel something you can see or feel. That's natural sense knowledge evidence. That is what is seen. What is not seen is spiritual heart faith knowledge that moves and strengthens the spiritual man. It's, it's natural heart faith knowledge or, or spiritual heart faith knowledge that moves and strengthens the spiritual man. So what is seen is sense knowledge evidence. What is not seen is spiritual heart faith knowledge. What I know by the Spirit will always overcome what I see by the natural eye. I just got to stay with it. Because I know it by the Spirit. Well, faith is of the heart. I know it by my heart. I know it. I'm convinced. Where are you convinced? In your heart. You're never convinced in your mind. You're convinced in your heart. If you live out of your natural mind, your natural mind will convince you that you're not something, your natural mind will convince you that you can't have something. But, amen. Because, because you're more convinced in your mind than you are in your heart. But once your heart is convinced, nothing can change you. Nothing. 
Nothing can change you. And that will affect your mind. The whole purpose of the Word of God, the whole purpose of the Word of God is to renew your mind to what God said. That's the purpose. And when, when you're standing in heart faith, and you believe you have, see, G, remember what Jesus said? He said, believe that you receive, Mark eleven twenty four, and you will have what? What you believe you have received. When you pray, believe that you have received. So that means you go to the Lord once. Father, I thank you for healing me. I thank you for prospering me. I thank you for taking care of this problem, whatever it may be, I, or, or thank you for wisdom, thank you for knowledge, and then what follows that? Okay? Did I ask in faith? I did. Then I have received. Right? And from then on, when I pray, how do I pray? Like I believe I have received. Which will be what? With thanksgiving and praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Thank you, Father, our needs are met. We're out of debt. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom and the knowledge. Oh, I thank you. I go to the Lord like this, and I say, Father, it is so wonderful to have all this wisdom. It's so wonderful to have all this knowledge and understanding. It's so good to be healed, Lord. Thank you. See, because I believe I have received, and the evidence of the receiving was in the believing, not in the receiving. Mm. See, that's why we got to revisit faith consistently. Because our revelation of it's growing. Now, uh, in Romans 10, 17, uh, you don't have to go there, but uh, it says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, hearing, of course, when you look up that word hearing in the concordance or lexicon or however you look it up, it basically means the organ of hearing or the ear. So, faith comes by hearing through your ear the Word of God. So, the Bible-prescribed way for faith to come is through the hearing of the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, a lack of faith in any area can only be attributed to a lack of hearing the Word concerning that thing. If I have a lack of faith in an area, I haven't heard the Word on that area. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Because you can't say you're believing and have no Word to back up what you're saying. That's the reality of it. Well, we're believing this based on what word? Based on what scripture? Well, well now, see, you're, you're either in two things, mental assent or hope. And when I say hope, I don't mean Bible hope. I mean natural human hope. Faith always has the word to stand on. Always. When I was talking about wisdom. When I, when I go to the Lord for wisdom in anything, 
I take the book of James to him. And I say, Father, now you said if I would ask wisdom about anything, that it would be given to me liberally. And so I take that word. And if I'm writing it down on a card or a paper, what I'm believing for, uh, I will write down that I went to the Lord and I, I asked him for wisdom based on uh, 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 James chapter 1, and I have received it. Based on James chapter 1, based on whatever. Hallelujah. Faith has a sound. And it's the sound of being convinced. All right, faith doesn't whine. Faith, faith doesn't, uh, faith doesn't uh, complain. Faith doesn't gripe. All right? Here's one. Faith doesn't throw fits. You know, when you're in faith, you're not getting involved in all those things. Because you understand it'll short circuit your faith. There, oh Jesus, can I say that? I guess I can. There are people that will have a hard time receiving because they won't control their flesh. Because faith works by love. And I can't be ugly to people and stay in faith. Not, not going to happen. Hallelujah. And so you can be in the Word consistently <laughs> and, 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 and not, I don't want to just use not walk in love, but gripe and complain and murmur and your faith's not going not gonna to work. Because faith works, faith is energized by love. And when somebody's in faith, they're not going to answer this way. Well, brother, how you doing? Well, it's getting better. Faith doesn't whine. Faith does not whine. Brother, how you doing? Bless God, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm well, I'm whole. I'll accept nothing else. Amen. They asked Brother Hagin one time, a lady he prayed for, I believe she was in a wheelchair, I don't remember, but they, somebody asked him, they said, well, Brother Hagin, did, uh, did she receive? He said, no. He said, the wine never left her voice. How many times have you talked to somebody and they say, well, I'm confessing the word. I'm doing everything that pastor said to do. Right? But, but see, there's still that wine. And, and here's the thing. You're not doing what I said to do. You're doing what the Word said to do. I mean, you might have heard it through me, but I can, listen, I would never intentionally do it, but I can fail you. This can't fail you. So you're not doing what I said, you're doing what the Word said to you through me. And we thank God for the vessels that it comes to us through. But the, but the point is, that's the key. Well, I'm trying. I'm, I'm quoting the Word. Are you quoting it like that? Oh, Lord, I'm the healed of the Lord. 
Lord, oh Lord. Think about that. That's, that's like a, a, a wife uh, telling her husband, oh baby, I love you, and he goes, love you too. You don't sound like it. What do you mean? Love doesn't sound that way. Right? Love you, baby, sweetheart, I love you too. Right? Faith has a sound. It's the sound of being convinced. Right? It's not, brother, are you healed? Are you well? Are you prosperous? Well, yeah, I believe so. That's not the sound of being convinced. Brother, are you healed? Yes, sir, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Glory to God, getting better every day. My strength is returning. I'm mounting up with wings as eagles. I'm going to run and not be weary. I'm going to walk and not faint. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Might not be those exact words, but that'll be the attitude. That'll be the response. Hallelujah. The uh, consumption of the word. Through the ear and into the heart will always produce faith. If it's received by the hearer. It has to be received by the hearer. It's coming into my ear. I received it through my ear. Your ear eats the word of God like your natural mouth eats food. Your, your ear chews words. And you put your, the, the Word of God in your ear and it gets into your heart and, it's, and your heart, your spirit's chewing on that Word. And, and just like natural food, the, 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 the spirit's chewing on that Word and getting all the spiritual nutrients out of it. And that's why He said, I found your words and I ate them and they were life to me. It's the same thing when, in whatever you're putting the Word in you for. But it has to be received. Because Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2, you can turn there if you want. But uh, it says concerning the people of Israel, for, the, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word, and it's interesting, that word, the word, it means the word of hearing. So the word they were hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. The word that they were hearing did not profit them. Now, so we can stop right there and say, so there is a people that get no profit from hearing the word. Not everybody, but there are people. Now, this is a choice. You choose to not profit from the word. Because notice he said, it was not mixed. It was not combined with faith in them that heard it. Well, I've heard different people say, you know, the, the tongue is the mixer. And I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't, I don't say that that's not right. But here's what I say. Ever what the mixer is, you're responsible to mix it. It's got to be combined. It has to be mixed with faith. The word produces faith, but it's got to be mixed with faith. Huh. 
So the Word didn't profit them because they were not united to the Word by faith. Never make the mistake of thinking just because somebody is consuming, uh, seemingly consuming a lot of the Word that they're operating faith. They, 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 can, be, they can be reading uh, uh, big quantities of the Word trying, trying to make something happen just by reading the Word or just by hearing the Word and not really, not really uniting their hearts with faith to the Word. I've seen that over the years. Somebody will get a bad report and boy, they just want to dive into the Word. Well, they want to, they want to dive into the Word because they don't want to die. They're not trying to believe anything. They just don't want to die. Well, that's a good reason to get in the Word. You understand? Nobody wants to die, I mean, in that sense. But think about it. If, if I'm working on my faith, there's other things that are going to be changing. My attitudes are going to be changing. My lifestyle will change. My, my uh, attitude will change. They'll... they'll there'll come a softness over me. Why? Because I'm believing God. Hallelujah. So they were not convinced that what they were hearing was true. See, I've, we've said this over the, over the years, that's the importance of being easily persuaded by the Word. If I see it in the Word, I'm convinced that is true. That's true. I have it. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm well. I'm easily persuaded. Oh, hallelujah. See, that's a good place for you to put your hand on your heart and just say, Lord, I'm easily persuaded by the Word. See, that I'm easily persuaded. If I hear it, you know, if, if I hear it, yes, sir, I receive that. I, I take it. I'll change whatever I need to change. I'll make whatever adjustments I need to make. I've had that over my life. I've had that some recently where I just saw some things that I had to adjust some things. Yes, sir, I'll get that adjusted. Why? Because I saw it in the Word. Okay, I see that. Receiving faith is not hard. It just requires the constant hearing of the Word. Not hard. Just requires constant hearing. Now, let's look at one last verse here. Acts chapter 14. Ooh, glory. It's been worth shining your shoes and coming to church for Acts 14, verse 8. Now this is when uh, Paul and uh, Barnabas were ministering in uh, Lystra. And it says, There sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, meaning weak, uh, without strength, he was a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving he had faith to be healed, 
said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet, and he leaped and walked. Now notice something. This man received faith to be healed in one message. Kind of shows you the importance of being in church under the word. But he received, because you never know when that instance, that instance is going to show up. I got it. I see it. It's mine. I often tell the story of a, a wonderful brother that I, I loved with all my heart, uh, Brother Glenn Singleton. And uh, uh, Glenn is, uh, I, they moved to Texas. I don't know if he still lives in Texas. But, uh, so Glenn, if you happen to watch me, I love you, brother. But uh, he used to be uh, one of my ushers in the DeSoto location. And we, were, we hadn't been pastoring the church very long, maybe a little over a year. And I was in the middle of 21 straight weeks on faith. And most of that was out of Mark chapter 11. And uh, he would sit back in the back row, because that was his position as an usher, and listen to the word. And he was getting a hold of it. And one Sunday, I don't know, it was somewhere around the 20th week, or something like that, 21st week, I forget. But I was ministering on Mark 11, 23, and 24, and I got to the place where it said, Jesus said that you'll have what you say if you believe in your heart, and if you, if you believe and you do not doubt in your heart, you'll have whatever you say. I saw it. It was tangible. I saw the lights come on in him. Boom. And, boy, he set straight up, and it was like, it was like somebody poured a bucket of cold water on him. He just, the lights came on. He couldn't wait to get to me after service. And he said, Pastor, I've been listening all these weeks, and I just saw it today. I'll have whatever I say. Amen. But listen, if he hadn't been constantly coming to church, he would have never got that. Never would have got it. But he got it. And changed his life. Amen. So in one message, this man heard the word. You know, oh Lord, help me say this. If you're dealing with something, you want to be in church more. Not less. Because at, at what, I don't know at what moment this thing's going to show up. Could change any moment. I could come to church sick and go home well. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Now, I realize that can happen at home, too. I can, I can go to bed sick and get up well. That's what we're believing for. But here's the point. This man got faith in one message. Faith comes easiest to a heart that allows itself to be convinced. Okay, I receive that. If, if I was going to church and sitting under a pastor week in and week out, on my way to church or sometime in that day, I would say, Lord, I'm going to church tonight, and right now I'm choosing to believe everything that's said. I'm choosing to believe it. Why? Because I want to be easily convinced by the Word. Easily convinced. Now, there's some points here concerning this. Number one, we choose to be convinced. It's my choice. That's what Mary said when the angel said, you're going to have a baby even though you've never 
uh, uh, been with a man. You've never been intimate with a man. And Mary said, okay, be it unto me according to your word. Easily convinced. Easily convinced. Uh, Number two, I have to choose to believe. I have to be easily convinced, have to choose to be convinced, then I have to choose to believe what I'm convinced of. Number three, I have to choose to not let go. That's up to me. Whatever the symptoms are, whatever the circumstance is, whatever the situation I find myself in, I choose to not let go. I choose to not let go of what, what I'm convinced of and what I believe. Fourthly, I choose to stand. Have to choose to stand. There's a stand of faith, and I have to choose to stand. And when you're convinced, it's not hard to stand. Brother Hagin used to say, if you're prepared to stand forever, you won't have to stand very long. But you have to be prepared to stand forever. Number five, we choose to be convinced. We choose to be convinced. Now, we put that in there twice because it's so important. Every one of those attitudes are born of faith. Every one of those attitudes are born of faith. When faith shows up, you're convinced, you believe, you won't let go, and you will stand. You will stand. People that are in faith and building their faith in the middle of that circumstance, I'm going to say this unequivocally, I have... I have never seen that person go under in defeat, ever. I can say that without fear and with, without hesitation. I've seen people start strong and get tired and lose. I've seen people act like they're doing this and not do it and lose. I've never seen anybody be convinced and keep building their faith ever lose or ever not get what they're going after ever and none of us will ever be there you do not have to be in that minority that doesn't receive you can be in the majority that receives everything god promised amen hallelujah isn't that good just say that out loud say i choose to receive everything that god promised me I have it, I take it, I receive it now, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I'm sure glad you came to church tonight. We're so blessed by what God is doing. Let's go ahead and stand on our feet this evening, praise God.